Vietnam? You been to Compton? Vietnam got nothing on the CPT, cuz. This is Seriously Seagal. Oh, yeah. Holy right. moly. Thanks to Keith David for coming in and cameoing nice. for that uh, that intro there. That was a great spot. He was he was very kind to us, and thank you, Keith David, Doing some again. his Eddie Griffin uh, work right there. A great impression, by the way. Yeah, pretty good, Keith. I mean, I totally forgot about Eddie Griffin. I haven't seen that guy in what? Long time. Eddie Griffin was in today's Kinda film, and it was it was a doozy, I would say. I thoroughly enjoyed myself as usual. Okay, we're getting into it. Let's talk about it. Let's introduce ourselves uh, okay. first. Uh, I, uh, this is Seriously Seagal, the podcast where we get serious about the films of Steven Seagal. We, we swore a blood oath to each other on the first episode that we would watch all 40 films. We are on episode seven right now. We just watched 2007's uh, Urban Justice, and we are all in pain. My name is P. Bear. I'm the drummer for the Van Buren. I'm going to send it around to my good friend wearing a blanket again and no shirt, having a great time. <laughs> this is flavor. And we got Smitty Man in the Helm here. Podcast oh. knows. Podcast knows Saul. Surprisingly not too bad tonight. You are a little... You got pretty worn nasal. down by this movie, I would say. Oh God! Well, there there was one point where I, every once in a while during these films, we'll ask Raj, you know, can, you know, can you give us a time check on how we're doing? And I think, honestly, what seemed like at least forty five minutes to an hour to me, you know, I asked Raj for a time check tonight, and this was the and it was only twenty two minutes yes, in, 22 and minutes. I was, it was it was very distressing to see that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of there was a lot of sighing with Mr. Smitty during the movie tonight. I, I, think, I think I was Mr. just Smitty. all sighs tonight. <laughs> it was New just segment. Like, oh God, Raj, it was a lot of that. Smitty and I, I think, uh, agreed pretty early on that this is a really bad movie. 2007, uh, sure. Urban Justice. I think when we heard the title last week, we were all just uh, also just bracing ourselves for the urban elements that Seagal would be dealing with and his. Uh, Oh, man, ability to just deal with his own voice. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, he had a constant accent throughout the thing. We saw this creeping up before, and now we've kind of become it's, blunted to it. It's he definitely had it throughout the whole it, thing. Where it's a real thing. When it's Steven Seagal thing. is dealing with somebody of another race, he will adopt kind of their characteristics yes. when speaking to them in a stereotypical way. Yep. Um, the only person who avoided it was Keith David, but in Urban yeah. Justice, he encounters some... L.A. street gangs with young African-American men, and uh, his his patois is disconcerting, to say the <laughs> least. Very, yeah. very much so. I don't know how people in the staff let him get away with that without saying something. Did he ever do it to Eddie Griffin? I, I feel like he didn't do it to Eddie Griffin, though. Um, yeah, man, I, don't I don't think know, so. Man. Honestly, I got so used to hearing really it. I don't know. I got so used to hearing it. They didn't really have many scenes together, though, if you think about it. Just the very end. Nobody it, was the in the right, same. That was, that was it, right? That was basically it. The very end was, was the Was anybody scene in a scene together. with each other? I feel like everyone was just like. There's that one scene with Seagal and Trejo. There's one Seagal scene and the Seagal woman and are in scenes together. I think if we were to go through this, and I don't want to watch this movie again, I, no, but no, we're, no, if no, were no, we to no, add up Seagal's screen time, it would definitely be the least of all the Seagal movies we've seen so far. The beginning, there's a long stretch without him. There's probably like 15 minutes before you even saw him, right? right? And the, or yeah, 10, 10 like or that. 15, yes. maybe? It's hard like to it tell time with this movie. 
I was very deceived at multiple points. And at the end, when, when shit's kind of going down, we don't see him really <laughs> at any point except for just kind of shots of his face with the oh. classic Seagal lighting. Yeah. In that, that really sweet monologue that uh, the Bobby Porter character <laughs> from this movie gives, there's no two shot. They're never in the same room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of Seagal's course, of never course. in the same room no. as anyone else in this movie. The ultimate phone-in. Raj, why is this a good movie? What would like, you like about this movie? Um, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was the action was good when there were the action scenes. Obviously, the clipping was bad. There was a lot of editing yeah, shots. Yeah, a that lot were of weird. fast edits. Not a lot of kind of but, um, actual contact I, from Seagal. I didn't off. hate a lot of Eddie Griffin edits. as a bad guy. I thought he did okay as a bad guy. He was all right. Let's he go. To, let's right. go. We were talking about Keith David. Let's go to our Keith David non Seagal MVP award. Keith segment. David's. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Keith David non Seagal MVP. Oh yeah. Would you give your Keith David award, uh, Flav, to Eddie Griffin? No. Who, who's your Keith David then? Danny Trejo. Oh yeah. Dude, tequila. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to pass that up. Yeah, dude. And like They're I said earlier, they're like, uh, you know, t- uh, Treo's in one scene. They're like, all right, guys, we have a few hours with Danny, <laughs> so let's just get whatever we can. And Dude, they're both bad men with movie. good intentions, you know? Yeah, well, they it's understand each other, you know? Mr. Trejo's a little upset because we didn't have his non-dairy creamer. He's in his trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. <laughs> that's all he's got to say. They know. He, he say, already guys. told him. He doesn't need to repeat yeah, it. That's a good point. They know. There is a lovable scene where, between Seagal and Trejo. Trejo is kind of a red herring in this this picture. Oh yes, very Se- much so. Seagal's out trying to find, avenge his son's death. Who gives I got a one shit? motherfucking job. <laughs> and that's to find yeah. the motherfucker. Kill my motherfucking son. <laughs> motherfucking son. <laughs> Motherfuck. Did you kill my son? And he keeps believing everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. He, he doesn't asks, really he, question. He just takes them for their word at the moment and then investigates and then like to see if they're lying. People. Basically. The one time he's right is with Danny Trejo. It's just two old men with crag. I wanted to like be shrunk down and walk in the grooves of their skin. Such <laughs> there's the cracks of their old leathery skin. Yeah, they're so craggly. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. like the surface of Mars on there. I want to. I want to spend a day inside of uh, Danny Trejo's pock marks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, uh, like the worst episode of Magic School of Us ever. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but they do have a lovable scene, and this is where Seagal's one time correct about. Believing someone, he looks in Trejo's eyes and he says, I believe you. And then they do shots of tequila. And they do shots of tequila. And everything's great. Between uh, Seagal, what's Seagal's name in this movie again? Simon Ballister. <laughs> Ballister. <laughs> Ballister. There was kind of. A Ballister! Akin to Casey Ryback, people were always yelling, Ballister! in, in Ballister! Anger. But he really just did not have the. He didn't do anything. The gravitas in this movie to, to be worthy nope. of that. Well, hold on. Can we. Can we just back it up for one sec? Yeah. I'm just going to back up this Beep. truck. Yeah. Thank you, Raj. Beep. All right. So basically, the movie opens, right? And his mm-hmm. son, who's a cop, is is kind of driving around and, and sees well, something. It, it opens with, with his a wife sex first. scene. Oh, yeah. That's right. It does, we, it we does thought, open We were with hoping that it was Seagal. And it wasn't. Yeah. And, and we because, eventually. because he was on bottom and being lazy, it kind of looked like it would be Seagal. I thought this this guy was good at playing Seagal's son because he whispers. No, I would, and he has the heavy eyebrows. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was yeah. like, he really like took after Seagal's acting. He was whispering his himself away right off the bat. <laughs> but he looks more like uh, uh, Paul Walker mixed with straight John Travolta. <laughs> 
Okay. That's, okay. <laughs> it's a very accurate representation. So I would we say. immediately, Smitty, you said that there's going to be he's going to die during the credits, and you were off by maybe thirty seconds. I was close. <laughs> you I were was really, close. really I was close. Very close, but it didn't happen. But he was shot. Very, very ac- akin to Hard to Kill, very similar scene, but he's kind of in Seagal's place now. And basically, and this movie is, as Seagal's character points out multiple, numerous occasions, he says, I'm just here to find whoever killed my son and kill him. And that's basically all his job is. But somehow he gets wrapped up in a lot of excess bullshit, which we didn't even need to see. A I very mean, convoluted it, uh, scheme that didn't even really make sense. They knew this movie had to be at least an hour and a half, so I think that's why that all that was added. Anyway. And he has a chance <laughs> several times to kill his son's killer and chooses not to. Uh, I think rightly God. so, but he chooses not to do it. So, so many opportunities. His motivation and backstory were ridiculous. Here's my non Seagal MVP for this movie, and I'm going to get a little abstract. Okay. And I'm not, not even sure if I'm a fan of this thing. But the music, which was very much over the top at times, and interesting, uh, I didn't really notice it. It was really going out there at moments, but there were such long stretches where Seagal is literally doing nothing in this movie. <laughs> he's just yeah. sitting in a car. He's basically. sitting in a car, <laughs> driving, he has glasses on, and he's looking at things for an entire scene. Yeah. He doesn't speak for so long in this movie. Dude, the first scene. The is first so scene he's in. He doesn't even talk once. So he powerful. has no lines. He said people are talking to yeah. him. He sees his ex-wife at his son's funeral. And is immediately set off on the mission. She gives some exposition. I mean, he's know? set off on his mission. He doesn't say a friggin' word. And it doesn't seem like he even really cares. Man, I, give me that job. I want that job. Well, yeah, it's not, not that we're giving you better, right? Talk and, and and that first scene was powerful. But the music, it's not great. And I'm honestly not a fan of it, but uh, there aren't a lot of non-Sugal MVPs in this movie. That's true. And uh, it no. does carry him for moments at a time where without it, noth- literally nothing interesting is happening. For That car chase scene is so uh, long. It's, it's bad. There, it's there's brutal. a car. It's just, there's they like also a, weren't going very fast. Well, there's that one car chase scene with the two bros where he, he throws in an R for a few minutes. Remember that? That's a good yeah, time. Yeah, that yeah. one, oh, they definitely weren't going that fast. And then there's, a, there's, again, literally a, hey, you guys follow me to this destination scene <laughs> that goes on for more than a minute of just cars driving, wipes to different cars driving. If, the, if it weren't for that score, I maybe would have said, can we please stop this movie? I wish, was, I, honestly, I, I only noticed the music in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I kind of just, I don't know, I kind of tuned out a lot of this movie, yeah. I feel like. Oh, I, yeah. was, uh, I got really frustrated early on, and then this was the least Smitty. amount of notes I've taken got through all these casts. Got My notes are also starting to look like a serial killer's day. handbook or something. <laughs> And All and work and no play makes P bear. Hey, listeners, play. send in other things that would frustrate Smitty at <laughs> hashtag seriously Seagal, hashtag things that upset Smitty. Check us out on Facebook. Tell us what you think Smitty would get upset by Do at it. seriously Seagal. Smitty, you. who's your who's your non Seagal MVP? My non Seagal MVP has to be uh, Gary. Yeah, that's uh, who's once Gary. Again, you, you choose oh, the correct. Oh, right, thing. Gary. Yeah, he was definitely by far the best actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. By far, he had the most range. By far, I mean, like he had that one scene where you know he was like, he was all Listen, I think the crying thing with Gary, and everything like that. <clears throat> like I thought he he was the most believable. By I far, I think the thing with Gary was that he knew and that he was this in a tough one state. chance to be in a movie, and he's like, regardless of whether it's bad or not, people are gonna watch it because it's Seagal. So I'm just gonna act the shit out of my scene. So in case <laughs> somebody wants to hire me later, they will. He t- he did a great. He carried it. He carried it. He he did have a very similar relationship to Seagal as Bobby Porter did. 
in he's kind of like Bobby Porter plus blue because he looks up to Seagal and yep. he's impressed by his skills and he wants to learn those skills. But he also can't totally be trusted the entire time. The and we're not sure exactly where his allegiances lie. I didn't come here to get Yeah, played, but man. I feel I feel like Bobby Porter's a little bit more uh Bobby Grisina. the Porter is a little bit more Grisina. Like he he's not as ambiguous, you know. Oh yeah, that's why In that's the blue of element of him right. is what I'm oh, saying. Because oh, oh, we couldn't okay, really okay, trust okay, blue. Okay. Right, right. And we right, don't know right. where he lies. Ultimately he does join Seagal's side right, as okay. as does this gentleman today. Yes. That that's what I was gonna say. I was like he you know, he's a little bit suspicious, but at the same time on his side. I thought he said his name was Gary Marshall at first, and I was really yeah. hoping that it was just yeah. he was named after the creator <laughs> of Happy Days. Yeah. Oh, it would have been it would have been great. If, if Gary Morrison, yeah, Gary Morrison. If director Don E. Fauntleroy was just a Don <laughs> E. Fauntleroy, <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about dude, Don how, for that a should be our Keith David right there, fucking Don E. Fauntleroy. Oh, he is bad. He wasn't in the movie, but he put his mark all over the movie. I'd like director to think of that photography and the director listen, of this film. Yes. Th- this guy was in love with the word motherfucker. Donnie Fontaroy. He's one bad motherfucker. Wait, did he write it as well? I don't know. No, but this movie did, was not written. But like, I know there's a credit for it, but this, this movie, movie didn't have written. a have a script. I really think that because Eddie Griffin is improvising everything, and he just keeps talking. He's like, "All right, gangsters like Scarface. I'm gonna improvise about Scarface right. for he, like two minutes. Here's what I'm gonna he do. He's a guy who likes about Scarface. Scarface. At least he chose oh, to do original. anything." Yeah, that's, the cop that's a good point. Shaw, the crooked cop, the classic crooked cop, has no character it's whatsoever. Just no, no life to that character. <laughs> What's, it, it is so boring. He's the poor man's it's Jason so Statham in doing nothing. And the Jason uh, Statham, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who owns the liquor store <laughs> with Thank the apartment above it. Oh that my in god! The, in kind of the third scene of the movie, Seagal goes. To, was, was, he he rents an apartment above a liquor store. And he meets this woman who cannot act, who must be Fontaine. Oh, I'm, g- I'm going to go out there and you know say what? she's the worst um, actor or actress we've encountered yeah. in these films so far. It was really Would uncomfortable. I mean, yes. it was we, it was bad. Can it we also put out bad. an honorable mention for the male nurse? <laughs> I like the male nurse. That poor male oh, nurse. That good, poor, man. poor guy. His two nearly gets his windpipe crushed. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when Seagal comes out of a mini coma. He, he's yeah. getting his windpipe crushed. And then, like right after that, he just has like all these assault <laughs> weapons like laid out in this guy's kitchen, and he's just like, "All right, I suppose this is my life now." In that scene, I was wondering what what we didn't see was Seagal one by one pulling out guns and putting them <laughs> silently putting them on the on the table and in front of his male nurse. This guy's like <laughs> in horror, just like, "Can I leave? Can I not leave?" Is and the he guy kill me? saying, like, "Hey." Can I fix your stitches? And Seagal saying no. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't think you can do that. After nearly killing him. Whispering but, away. But there was no script. The first five or ten, six scenes are all exposition. It's the ex-wife. Yep. It's Shaw. Yep. It's the liquor store uh, proprietress. Um, and then there's maybe one other one. But it's just people just sitting and speaking to Seagal. Sometimes he's in the f- actual scene with him. Sometimes he's not. There's no movement. There's no character choices. There's nothing. It is nothing. It's pretty rough. I'm sorry, Raj. I don't mean to rip it apart so hey, much. Hey, no, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree hey, with you. Own, the movie you know? was shot poorly, but, you know, I just I love Steven Seagal doing Steven Seagal's <laughs> thing. But Raj it was pretty bad. Raj is a Steven Seagal fan. He, in, he celebrates his entire catalog. <laughs> you too. You his really entire do. repertoire. I love that video. I also love the moment, Raj. It was heartwarming when uh, Smitty and I were having some trouble, and, and we were... Almost a little jealous of how much you were enjoying the movie because <laughs> we were we were really hurting. We were groaning, um, and you said, "I think I'm just I'm enjoying it because I'm hanging out with you guys." 
Oh yeah, that was, was so that was sweet. very nice. It was really nice. Was really podcast nice. really brings us together. Uh, let's do a good moment. Hey, you want to do a segment right now? Sure. Which one do you want to do? Let's do uh, T and talking neeks. Let's do some talking neeks. Okay. All right. Let's talk some neeks. Talking neeks with the brown man. What did Steven get up to today? Nut shots. <laughs> Exclamation point. Lots shot. of nut shots. Double underline. He hit somebody with like 11 nut shots. Uh-huh. Like that guy, I feel, I'm so, uh, I know he's a bad guy, but dude, come on, man. Like, that was rough. You can't do that to somebody, Steven. Like you're a man yourself. You can't do that to him. He was trying to kill Two that man shots. All right, through he's his out. nuts. Why were you, why, like he couldn't fall down because he kept falling onto Steven further, kicking him back up in the nuts. Like Ugh. he could, he just couldn't pass out and die in rapid pain. fire succession. That poor man, <laughs> but hit nuts literally probably twelve times. In but a row. while we're talking knees, let's mention that you know, for as fat as Steven Seagal has gotten in this movie, mm. his kicks are pretty goddamn fast. I don't think that was speeding up in the camera angle. Those are just fast. Do you think kicks. that was all him though? I think that was him. I think his kicks are. I mean, that's when you've trained that long. Like that speed is something he probably still has in his legs. I'm sure. He's, I don't know. He's just, just like he's hand older. speed. I'm sure his hand speed is slower than before, but. I believe that that was him kicking at that speed. I think he can still do that. I think he's got the hands at this point. I don't um, think he's got the feet at this point. I'm going to throw that. At this point he in 2015, I don't think he's got it either. I think at this point in 2007 <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was Think about this, though. Raj. This was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more since yeah. it came out in 2007. Yeah. I'm excited f- to see. 55 Whoa. years old in this movie. He's and 55 he, he in this movie? doesn't look great. <laughs> Well, the first shot of him, he looks like shit. He looks he terrible. Looks awful. Uh, but besides that, you know, there was a lot of just, um, there wasn't that many breaks per se. Just some snaps, uh, neck snaps and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So there was no real jujitsu, like, uh, continuity from the other movies. A lot he got of lazy, right? No footwork. This He's was very, lazy, very lazy all around. Very yeah. Acting wise, I would say this is the worst. I would put this. I would put this at the bottom. I think I'd rather watch Pistol like, Whip than I, this. I, I hey, to, to all our viewers slash listeners out there, <laughs> if you watch Pistol Whip in this movie, first of all, you're sickos like and us. And I'm sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> yes, you're sickos, we're sorry. and we we're love you. Yes, Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's all fair. of it. That's fair. Sagal, so uh, Raj, uh, Smitty, do you think Sagal was doing those kicks? Which ones? Were there kicks? What scene? Yeah. All he, the scenes, or all like? The scenes. Uh, uh, yeah, any scenes involving his kicks. I think that was him kicking. Um, did he climb over that fence? Hell no. I didn't make a point. He didn't to really. That I, fence was really short. Like it wasn't. Like he barely had to. That do guy. Anything. That guy was way too quick to be Seagal. No, too. and like if Steven Seagal is doing it, you film. You make sure people realize it's Steven Seagal doing it, so it doesn't look like a stuntman. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. A lot of stuntmen. See, I thought the the action in this movie was garbage. I thought this was. Give me Belly of the Beast. Remember Belly of the Beast, you guys? Remember how it was fun, so much fun that movie it, was? It was. It was not a good movie, but it was so much fun. And he, well, he's really not was. moving around great in that one, but the, the but like choreography. The, like, the out of control, like Matrix style kind yeah, of like. It was really uh, fun. Fight scenes were, were a lot of. They, they were entertaining. This is the worst one that we've seen so far, I'd say, because the people around Seagal is, is ultimately what makes the movie or breaks the movie. And this is the the worst <laughs> it we've seen around Seagal. It's bad. It's a bad sport. Give me oh Drea from Pistol Whips. No, any day. Over this crew. Of course. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, well, so Flav, do you, have, do you have any more neeks? I'm sorry. Any, yeah, no. sorry. We just uh, hijacked no, you. Honestly, <laughs> there wasn't that many neeks to break down. We're just like, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, the segment is really for specialized neeks that you got to break down. This movie didn't a lot really of, have specialized A lot of disarms. Uh, yeah, but they're very simple. Like, those are like the... The disarms that work in movies. 
Those he, disarms really the the disarms that they show in movies are always the fancy one where the inside hand basically hits the wrist and the outside hand like is basically going in the opposite direction and hitting the wrist like the pistol end of the the, mm-hmm. the, the shaft of the uh, the gun basically and so that counteraction and the pressure on the wrist is supposedly supposed to disarm, which works for the movies. <laughs> it's that's a very I don't think that's a very reliable disarm all the time. There's plenty of other choices that I would go to over that. But yeah, I mean, how dumb is Eddie Griffin to walk that close to him to, for the disarm? Seagal doesn't even have to step forward at the end. Yeah, how, there classic are, bad guy move. If we were counting disarms, I think we would have gone with the over. But we were counting something else in this movie. Right. Let's throw it over. Yeah, we yeah. Were. let's do it. We were counting snaps. Snapping with Smitty. Mm. Yeah. With Mr. Smitty. What? Yeah. For all you gamblers out there, Burn we up. all know that the over-under is five and a half. Of course, every Seagal movie, five Always. and a half over-under. Always. What we hit this week, Mr. S? So, I would say th- this week was a little better than our than our last episode. Nice, nice. Fire in down which below. we had zero snaps, <laughs> which I can't even imagine something yep. like that. Yeah. But it did happen. Fair. Um, <laughs> but we're moving on. So, this week... Uh, we had a total of three snaps. Oh, really? So, oh, you guys better be under there. Congratulations. Okay, so I guess that's a neat. I mean, okay, the finger breaks. That's All right, the first so one, right? Our first finger, one was kind of like the, the the fingers break in yeah. um, uh, Chivo's Club. Is a great one. When we go into Chivo's Club, when we come outside of Chivo's Club, he does more finger breaks to the bouncer. When, remember when the bouncer yeah. was like, "Oh, I'll let well." I'll give you five bucks if you come on out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you like, end up coming out here because like you're gonna get fucked up if you go inside. Like kind of a a threat. Yeah. That, that was bad bouncing. That, it was that was a terrible. poor job to say. Yeah. I bet you couldn't do it. That guy should be fired. <laughs> yes. Dude, finger breaks can put somebody in so much pain. I believe that. I'm not doubting that. You broke my finger in uh, an earlier podcast episode. Yes. I believe. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> Might have been my wrist. My sensei's broken my finger several times. Really? Yes. Damn. And then um. There was a neck snap at the um, that end scene at the warehouse with the uh, the botched coke deal. That was a very quick neck snap. It was right? very quick. Hey man, you're dealing with multiple quick. attackers. Got to break and go. Yeah, you can't fuck around in those situations. <laughs> Got to just break and go. Yo, Isn't dude. that the Kit Kat uh, slogan? Like if we had a home invasion right now in the middle of this podcast, I'd snap so many necks. I wouldn't <laughs> even think twice. Would you be looking at your your scanner that shows your heat sensor that you have on your computer yeah. that shows the number of bodies outside? Yep. It's I, well, all, all, of a su- all of a sudden, Raj would like look around and he would realize he snapped me and yours next. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He was crazed with yeah. neck snaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just dead on the floor. He's like, no. In your anger, you killed snap P-Bear my own city. neck and join all of you guys in hell. Oh you, would, you would snap your own neck? Yeah, and then join all of you <laughs> people's in hell. It's where you're going when you die. That's uh, true. What was the third What was the third snap? The the next snap like at the, uh, the warehouse. Two fingers. Oh, it was two uh, fingers. Uh, yeah. Two fingers in the Two neck. fingers, yeah. One, oh, okay. one when he got in there and then on the way out, the bouncer on the way out. Yep. He's always roughing up bouncers and security toughs. They always don't want to let him in places. He loves taking it to tough guys. The big bad is always unfazed by it. Both Eddie Griffin and Danny Trejo are kind of just nonchalant and say, oh, okay. And then I feel like at the end they 
they he wins the respect over, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, okay, this guy's a badass." People just yeah. immediately respect this man. What is his background in this movie? He's a we bad actually, man. Good intentions. We actually never. <laughs> no, he's at the well, LAPD. Yes, that that is the only thing we he's do the find LAPD. out. Really, no, he logs into the LAPD. Are we thing, sure? Remember? Nobody we knows. Security security no, 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 no. We see him log in there, but we were never told what he is. But it just what says, well, I'm is. just saying that he must have been involved somehow because it says security level, it, like, high. Exactly. Well, you can LAPD, you can deduce that, but at the same time, like, he, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like that It could be an associate of his or that he has a password or something of. It, uh, it's it like a anything. Netflix password to get into yeah, the yeah, LAPD. He uses his, son, he uses his son's um, LAPD password yeah. to get in. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like my dad using the Netflix password because then you forget it every week and then text me about the next password again. He's like, Dad, it's Brazzers 420. I already entered Brazzers 420. I was like, Dad, did you capitalize the B? Oh. Okay. This was <laughs> oh, even okay. though there was a lot of ham-handed exposition at the beginning. We none of it is about Seagal's backstory. We know he has an ex-wife. He we know he's surly. Um, yeah, we know his son is dead. And he occasionally has Mission Impossible level technology, such as heat scanners and sonar. It, and like, every can once in a while, he's LAPD's just files. sitting in his mm-hmm. in his car, and he goes on his laptop, and some, and then he's just like listening to the people like talk about their drug deal inside a warehouse that he's like sitting outside of. Yeah. I want that. He must be tapping into that stingray technology, man. Oh, he's got that. St- he's got one of them stingrays. He's got those stingrays, man, that the oh. cops all love nowadays. Oh, is that what it was? But, but this is 2007. So, that's, that's so he's high. pretty ahead of the curve there. Oh, of course. He, he, he's got deep ties to the NSA. Was he supposed <laughs> to be, uh, was there s- Something cut where he was ex-CIA, or he didn't make the shoot, or something, mm. where he calls an old buddy, or something like that. Something was missing from that, or it was just incredibly. Yeah, did he have somebody lazy. deliver a package for him? He no, he definitely does contact someone who. who but that's who, like he gets him like grenades and shit. I, yeah, you do. You, you actually never see what happens there, but I, I think that's what's assumed is he gives him some kind of firepower like that. I was literally confused as to what was happening, especially in the second half of this movie. Oh, multiple times. When he yeah, gets I, mean, multiple I was never times really following the plot. The plot. I the never editing, really thought. Oh. The editing was terrible to begin with. Yeah, like really, uh, really that bad. did not help you whatsoever. All of a sudden, like you'd be shooting somewhere, and then like it would cut to like these guys climbing stairs, and you'd mm. be like, "Just w- what's happening?" The sense of geography was, oh, was so oh, poor, was really and hard. who was really who, hard to and follow. what people's motivations were. And I just didn't give. A fuck about anyone in this movie was kind of the the big problem. Sorry for my I, language. I Pardon my French. That's a phrase no, no, I just no, no, invented. No, 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 it's true. Hey, it's this true. is a fucking give kids it. podcast, <laughs> all right? Don't say Watch fucking French, motherfucker. God, fuck in front of the KIDS. <laughs> um, Smitty, I have a fourth snap. There was a phantom fourth snap in this movie. What? The it was wide snap. It was you, Smitty. Oh. You snapped in this movie. Yeah, I saw the moment <laughs> when the light went out in your it. eyes. And it, was it was probably mi- 20 minutes, 15 it was, minutes it into was the movie. Huh? 22, I think, when really you realized what you were in for. <laughs> and that's the final snap. <laughs> that's the ultimate oh snap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's send it over to uh, Flav's Faves. This oh, is, boy. This is a there, was some actually, there were some good ones. On yeah, this, this is where uh, Flavors can explain to the best one liners of the movie. The plot is really not worth explaining. Flavors Faves. Browser's 420. Yeah, so we had... There's a lot of lines here that are pretty much like variations of one another. But I would say the favorite has to uh, definitely be the classic... You know, he's going around to literally everybody in every scene and telling them that I got one thing that I came here to do. 
I want to find the motherfucker who killed my motherfucking son. <laughs> but yet he takes as long as possible to do that. Oh, I mean, it depends on who he's talking. I mean, it's just, it's, it's variations from tell every motherfucker on the street they ain't safe till I find the motherfucker who killed my son to I just want the motherfucker who killed my son to I'm going to find the motherfucker who killed my son to there's no one who's going to stop me from finding the motherfucker who killed my motherfucking son. It's literally just, it's just like, come on, dude. Like, I think everybody uh, in this city literally knows who you are and that you're going to find your motherfucking son's motherfucking killer. That is amazing. But then he, uh, <laughs> then he has luck is a funny motherfucking thing. Luck can change in the blink of a motherfucking eye. It's like, <laughs> dude, what? Well, there's no need to d- keep using this adjective. Um, then he just tells somebody straight up, I'm going to be doing the fucking now. <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah. does say that, that, doesn't he? That, that was that really was, good. Oh, because somebody line. says, I'm going to fuck you up. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's also um, when he's speaking with his uh, co Whatever you'd call her, I don't even know if I could call her an actress. But she's again the the kind of sexy woman who could be his love interest. But this is a movie where they don't go through. Unlike him banging that eighteen-year-old Asian girl. But she's like, (laughs) she's like, oh, Steven, you're just as bad as they are. (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm a liar, fucking worse. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, at least this time he didn't say motherfucker. All right, okay. There were a lot of f bombs in this movie. But my favorite one-liner, if I if I didn't have to go with Steven though. Would be from Eddie Griffin when he's like, "Man, fuck Santa Claus. He ain't bring me shit. That's why I sell dope." <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> he was, was so excited about it. I was like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> yeah, okay. I really liked um, just on the <laughs> subject of bad language when Shaw. This is another scene where Stephen's not there for a long time. When Shaw thinks he has him at the very end, okay. uh, Stephen is is being uh, elusive, ninja-like. And Shaw's mostly talking to himself in that hallway, firing the gun down the hallway. Oh, okay. And he calls. He keeps yep. ins- just insulting uh, S- S- Simon Ballister. <laughs> Ballister. <laughs> Simon Ballister. <laughs> Not Jack or John this time. Ballister. Yeah. Ballister. He keeps going, oh, you fuck. Yeah, he's like, you <laughs> fuck. Don't be a pussy. And yeah. then he goes, what is, what is he, some kind of sensei? <coughs> Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, he does call him Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> <he? laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, I didn't understand. Uh, so he goes, great. "You're a fuck. You're really a fuck. Great. You're a pussy. You're a sensei. You're Obi Wan." Well, I mean, he should be scared if he's calling this guy Obi Wan. You should know what the fuck what the fucking guy's capable of, right? <laughs> I think uh, Sagal is <laughs> moving around like an elderly Alec Guinness at this point. That's a good point. He's <laughs> <laughs> just hobbling around. Do you have any more faves there, Flav? I mean, to be honest, all I was saying is just a lot of his one-liners are just variations of him trying to find his motherfucking son's motherfucking killer. At the end when uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, when Skull chooses not to kill oh. Eddie Griffin and they both walk away, just everyone is respecting Simon so hard. I mean, yeah. Even though nobody knows who he is, they respect <laughs> right, his they son. They don't know though. anything about him. Everybody goes, reacts to his son's, the cop's son's death with, oh, he was such a good guy. And he always talked about. He always spoke highly of you. Yeah. Random people who shouldn't know this this guy at all keep saying that. Yes. Um, but when they both drop their guns and Seagal just chooses to walk away, and he trusts Eddie Griffin, I think that's maybe his arc in the story, or his yeah. his one thing that he has is he he can look in people's eyes and, and know whether to trust them or not. It's kind of what he does with Trejo. Yeah, he's sure. he does stare a lot of people down. He's seems like he's good at that. But, and, and then Eddie Griffin goes. This is the last line of the movie, I think. 
he he he, cool motherfucker. Now that shit was gangsta. That that is the last line of the movie. Cue a hardcore that, rap yeah, song and <laughs> and like the worst freeze frame of all time. Like he's just like walking in between cop cars and like it's so poorly yeah. lit you can't see anything at all. All of a sudden it just freeze frames and he's just like yep. there and it it it's just so terrible. This movie was very poorly lit. The, uh, yeah, the, well, yeah. So budget, so budget. The we'll to video. We were also unsure if our stream was cutting out deaths. There, there was, or if there was some questionable editing. I thought it. There were some moments so where I, I thought I, I saw some CGI blood explosions, and then they oh, looked sure. terrible sure for half was. a second. So I think they realized we can't afford to do this. So every time we shoot somebody, it's going to cut to the person halfway to the ground falling down. <laughs> yes. Like when Eddie Griffin shoots that dude at the beginning, when Shaw walks into his office mid-murder and kind of says, oh, hey, what's up? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry, buddy. I walked in on you there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just we updated our Facebook to include this fine feature film, this <laughs> oh, podcast, very nice. Seven. Oh, God damn it. The um, people are appreciating it. Seven. All right. By the way, in case for anyone wondering at home, uh, $12 million was the budget of this film. That's actually not like not that much either. It's not that much, but I it's can't imagine where that movie like really this. went, where that money really went, because the car chases weren't good, the special effects weren't good. Obviously, went to Danny Trejo and um, how did Steven my homepage yeah. become and all Eddie John Taffer? It's just those three guys basically, Whoa. and nothing else is happening. Do you realize if we use our pages seriously, it's like all the only thing that comes up on our news feed is John Taffer posts? Probably because <laughs> we're only following John Taffer. That's awesome. Just as everyone in America should be. Get rid of all your friends. Follow Taffer. That's yep. what I always say. Follow the Taff man. Uh, can we go to Casey Ryback's Overcooked Eggs? I feel it like... It would be my pleasure. Yeah, wouldn't it? We got some eggs, right? Right. do you have any eggs? You cooking eggs? You eating eggs? That's why it says like sound of eggs. Cook those eggs. <laughs> hey, are those overcooked, man? <laughs> nah, Put dude, in those butter. are just Casey's eggs. I'm so, uh, sorry, can go I go? Ahead. I, yeah, go I, ahead. I, this man. whole go movie ahead. was an overcooked egg. You need to vent, yeah. Man yep. with the sordid past, mysterious past. We don't exactly know what he's done. But out for revenge for the death of injury son. or death to someone in his family. Yep. Mm -hmm. Basically, the outline in this movie is hard to kill. Exact same thing. Uh, it. It's just another version of Hard to Kill. But much less interesting, I would yep. say. Yeah. And way... Just so much worse in every way. I was begging <laughs> for a priest to cut, to have a confessional scene with <laughs> this guy. Father Exposition. I was just where waiting for... Where are you? Yeah, exactly. I was like, where is my Father Exposition character? Because I need him. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we just get that funeral scene in his ex-wife, who is also not very good. Oh, she's, oh, so, so and those shitty flashbacks, dude. That's another yeah. overcooked egg. It's like, oh, uh, oh, I'm flashbacks. Like, Steven Seagal is having flashbacks, and it's like the scene where his son died, where he wasn't at. He wasn't <laughs> there. It's, like, yeah. it's like, what? How do you he's know seen, about this? It's like, <laughs> he's, he, it's like he's seen an edit of the movie, and he's remembering that as he almost yeah, dies. He, yeah, you saw the first cut. When he gets shot. <laughs> Did you notice it was weird? When he gets shot, she continues the shootout, and you don't see him again for a while. That's it's another spot. Where like, he just, like, slumps over, and then yeah. he's just, like... Out of the whole picture for like a minute, and then all of a sudden he's. Like you you think she would be checking on him and be raising the stakes of the scene and rem just reminding us that she he's hurting? She just keeps firing. And then Eddie Griffin gets in the car and runs away. Yeah, and, 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 and the scene completely that's the end of that. Or no, 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 no. 
That's that's where he wakes up and chokes. Right. That's yeah. After that, he wakes up. Yes, but he has he's having black and white flashbacks to scenes from the movie. Essentially, there's also a flashback scene earlier when he. I think they just needed to remind us. I mean, this movie was a mess. At some point, they said we need to remind you what Seagal is in this for because the way he acts it, he it doesn't seem like he really cares at all about anything except for his paycheck and his scent of action cologne line. (laughs) Scent of action. Scent of action. Oh, we should remind you that we're brought to you by Scent of Action. And Pepsi. And Wendy's. And, yes. And Steven Seagal Color Forms. Yeah. (laughs) Get yours today. There's a moment in one of those flashbacks where he's flashing back. It's a black and white shot aerial of Steven Seagal in the middle of the shot looking at his son's casket draped in the American flag. And superimposed atop that are pictures of... So young Steven Seagal with a boy, it's just, yeah, who's it, who's maybe his son in real life. It's basically iMovie transitions. It's like the vignette, just like the circle, kind of in the middle around the yeah. picture that just comes up over the cat. It, it's so poorly. It was it was so incredibly unprofessional and a mess. <laughs> I, I like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I was doing that in Final Cut Pro earlier today. You were doing that in Final Cut Pro. Or you were doing that in <laughs> iMovie when you were like twelve. <laughs> yes, Titty. yeah. You had more taste then. <laughs> That, oh, brutal. That's that's a seriously overcooked egg. Mm. Of course, we talked about his accent yep. in this movie. I'm surprised. <laughs> he Did he go Mexican at all or Hispanic no, at all? No, with I, no I don't. It's, it's always just the African-American accent. I just want to so find the man like, who killed my motherfucking son uh, to, and kill that guy. Yes, like, uh, exactly like that. Oh, yeah. But this is some overcooked soul food today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, oh, boy, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop while we're ahead. Raj, do you have any overcooked eggs? Uh, I think you guys covered the overcooked eggs for this movie. Every single every single Just thing. Every part of this the movie black, is overcooked Dressing eggs. in black. Dressing in black constantly. Yeah. There's a moment where he... That's a given. He's kind of wearing... Mean, it's just unbelievable that he always is in black. It's, it's he's also wearing that three-cow length. We've jumped around to so many different movies from so many different time leather jacket. he's always in black. It's Yep. That's why I'm surprised by this. It's not like... This is a run of like a few years. It's like it's because whatever he, movie you choose, he's in black. It's because he doesn't play characters. He plays himself, a version of himself. Mm-hmm. He's wearing that black T-shirt one time and almost like track pants or sweatpants. It's, it's, it's a, kind of a shot at a distance, and I think his wardrobe just wasn't ready for that. And he, But he was just he was like, it's time to go. Oh, we have anything black? All right, yeah. oh, just throw it on, Steve. Give me the biggest, blackest yeah, thing yeah, you yeah. can find. <laughs> oh, speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> Much like oh, no. Tom Coughlin and the Giants. <laughs> there was a, um, I think Seagal's, f- a, a shining light of this movie, not an overcooked egg. There was a moment at the beginning in that one of the first fights, um, he, you know, classic three dudes attack him one at a time. He takes them all out. There is a, a chubbier African-American gentleman who I think is Seagal's best opponent in the first act of the movie ever. Yeah, he's pretty good. He, he gets up like five times. He gets up so many times yeah. he keeps coming back and then he gets thrown through that table. But at least he had a little bit of fight in him. He did. He how, had pride. How good was the pride. scene when the skinheads are attacking that black dude? And oh, like, yeah. Steven's like not pissed about that, but he's pissed that they call him a white boy. He's like, <laughs> Who are you calling a white boy? But he like starts like kicking them in the nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like the incessant yeah. nut shot. Scene, no, no, right? no. That was the first nut shot scene. The incessant one was, was when he was in the building, like tracking oh, the guy right, down. Right, right, We're talking right, about when right, the like, white guy like come after Gary. He like couldn't slump down and fall over to die because he kept slumping down onto Steven, kicking his nuts back up. Like, sorry guys, I'm getting my nut shots mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eleven times, like. 
All right, Stephen, we need you to start. All right, okay, just one more. <laughs> all right, Stephen, just all right then. Eleven, okay. All okay. right. <laughs> oh, oh, you're gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, there was a a Breaking Bad connection in this. There were two Breaking Bad connections in this movie because we had Danny Trejo and that's we right, also had right. Gonzo. Uh, who plays Wait, Tuco. Danny Trejo in Breaking Bad? Danny Trejo uh, plays Tortuga in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. For maybe he's in two episodes okay. or something like that. Was that Gonzo? Yeah, Gonzo from Breaking Bad. Yeah. This is also the same year that I Breaking Bad so. started, so okay. he was doing this simultaneously. Nice. He's um, popping off. The, the very large gentleman, uh, Hispanic gentleman, who is Tuco's uh, yep. running mate on BB. Um, there's a funny moment at the beginning, actually, with him. Um, this is actually Seagal's first fight, I think, maybe in the movie. Is when he confronts this dude and his compadres. Yeah. Uh, At the liquor store slash his yeah after after his room <laughs> slash his room. Why did he to go to the liquor? Where did he live before that? Because yeah. wh- where's the yeah exactly? It's like it's like he just came f- out of why thin air. Yeah. It's like hey. I need a place to live. Hey man, why don't live you take up your the liquor store so I can get get the fuck off my car? Yeah, yeah, it's no good. And then, <laughs> that's really funny because. Um, Come Gon- on, man! Rob me. Gonzo okay. says, <laughs> "I'll be Gonzo. You, you be, you be Steven. Yeah. And it's really funny because there's a pun here that I don't think they intended. So yeah. Gonzo goes, "Yo, man, this is my hood." He says, "Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car?" And then Gonzo says, "This is my hood, like the hood of a car." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steven Seagal really initiates the first like. I think in history that come at me, bro, when he says, come on, rob me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, I think he started to come at me, bro. He really wanted to fight. He, yeah, he fucked that guy yeah. up. Oh, he he was did. looking for it. What do you got? Oh, oh he was I looking got, for it. I just said he was looking for it. Can we send it to bad, badder, and worstest? Yes. Bad, badder, worst. Best. Bad without Luna. Um, yeah, I think most things from this movie fit into one of these three categories. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, I would say, okay, here's the first one, and this this is also an overcooked egg because I feel like this happened in a couple other movies where the crime is solved immediately. <laughs> yeah. We know yep. who the right bad guy the is bat. immediately. We yep. know who the dirty cop is immediately. We have to get yep. dragged through pointless nonsense for an hour and a half. Steven Seagal, when he's wearing his glasses and looking at things for five minutes, discovers oh, a, I've got the worst bad guy. a, a business yeah. card. Um, with a f- with a five 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 phone number on it, and we called it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, co- we, it with Steven Skull, he picked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he finds uh, then he, so he finds this business card. Then he goes to the shady detective, who we know is a creep and a terrible actor, uh, and says, um, "Did you ever meet my son?" Yeah. And the dude says no. And immediately gives himself away because when Seagal calls that number, he picks up immediately. Yep. So. And this was this was probably around that twenty two minute mark when yeah maybe even before yeah and so we immediately knew who the bad guy was and Seagal's character Simon Ballister Ballister should have known as well yeah but that was I thought yep, it was pretty was obvious but for some reason he liked to get caught up in the uh, tangents of this, this yeah case. I like to feel needed it was so all over the place I like uh, to feel needed and. <laughs> Yeah, why did that? That scene came too early or something, but I like, I like to whisper to we him. knew immediately who the bad Sometimes guy was. Sometimes I come too early. <laughs> and he did too, and he didn't do anything about it. <laughs> yes, that's very true. No protection. None. <laughs> Sometimes I come too early. <laughs> 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 Sent to action brought to you by Steven Seagal. <laughs> 
just a close zoom in. Others. Oh, Sometimes I come too early, but at least I'm wearing Scent of Action <laughs> by Steven Seagal. <laughs> the I smell great while coming too early. Another overcooked egg was just the the Wait, lighting on on his face. I, I'm jumping around right. just like this movie. I don't have a sense I got of a worst. linear. Oh, I'll send it to you in a moment. But just the lighting, the classic Seagal lighting was in full effect in this movie. There's so many Always. just headshots. And dark half shadows. And uh, his face fills the entire screen, and it's <laughs> unmoving, and he, he doesn't even open his goddamn mouth to speak in this movie. He's in his fat Elvis period. Uh, I mean, another overcooked <laughs> egg is his inability to speak, and when he chooses to do an urban accent, it's even more difficult. Oh, my God. His, between him and his son, just the, the whispering was out of control. Yeah. It was kind of lulling me to sleep a little bit. Uh, let's go to a bad, bad guy from, or bad, badder and worstest from the brown My man. worstest? Is the dude who is in the criminal organization, obviously, and he's wearing sunglasses at night inside (laughs) in a dark building. And I was like, this guy cannot see shit right now. (laughs) Like, there's no way he's looking at anything. He's probably sleeping. He actually gets killed first in that uh, assault at the end there. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Did you know that that was director Don E. Fauntleroy? (laughs) Probably. It's probably why he couldn't see what was going on in this movie. <laughs> oh my, yeah, right. It's like oh Don, you got it. Are you are you sure you don't want to take those shades off? No, like, no, good. it looks good. Everything looks good. He's like, are you, are you sure, Don? <laughs> you can't actually see anything. <laughs> <laughs> looks great. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's why the movie is I so dark. You can't see anything, Don. <laughs> like, I, can you please just take the glasses off? I'm Don Fontelroy. This is how people see, right? This is how things should look. <laughs> All right, Don. <laughs> Put Don, a tint on really? that. There is oh, that one boy. very long shot after the drive-by, which kills Seagal's son, of that tinted window of that uh, Cadillac or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it stays on that tinted window for so long with literally nothing happening. <laughs> yeah. Again. Do you have any bad, bad, or worse, Mr. Smitty? My bad, bad, or worse just was uh, the character Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or wait, was it Alice? I don't, I don't even know, fucking man. know her name. It, it, it was that the uh, the lady who ran the uh, liquor store slash rented out the room yeah. to Seagal. Because she was the worst. <laughs> she, was, she was the worst. She was the worst, yes. What was that one line she said where everyone was just like, oh. Like, she was like, Steven. Like, like not Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Simon. You gotta, like. It was Don't you mean, Simon, why? So why are you here? Do you think you had anything to do with your son's murder? Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to find the motherfucking person. She was my best. Uh, she was, was my it worstest. you? Did you kill my motherfucking son? She was all three. Jesus. She was all three, bad, bad, or and worstest. I yeah. would have loved to see them actually pair up and do a Sweeney Here's Todd a question, style. Though. Eating, oh <laughs> turning these guys oh into pies. Here's thing. a question. Very similar to the plot of the Sweeney Here's a Todd. question I got for Mr. Smitty. Would you bang her? Classic question for Mr. Smitty. I can see the wheels turning. Uh, I can see the smoke coming out of Mr. Uh, Smitty's ears. It's not a no. <laughs> I need, it's not a right away no. So. I honestly need, I need, like, Honestly, I, I totally forget her at this point. Smitty, you I get to not, drink I all the liquor to. in her store, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. they clearly could well, afford yeah, much, yeah, actually. Well, in in that case, then, <laughs> yeah, if it's that's all the liquor in the up. store, you know Smitty's going to get a little smutty. Oh, Imagine yeah. Matt Conlon from oh. uh, Pistol Whip living there. That would be unhealthy. Oh. <laughs> That's a Can death sentence. That's a death sentence. He would be banging her to get like a discount <laughs> on, <laughs> on uh, cognac or something. Can I get some of those corn nuts there? I think another b- another worstest moment was when the Pea Bear and the Brown Man style crew. There were several Pea Bear and the Brown Men in there this were. movie, but actually, I thought these guys were good actors too. Isaiah, who is yeah. the brother 
Oh yeah, he, yeah, of he's uh, the Gary sure. and his his first buddy. He kind of has two partners. The the first one dies in the in the car chase scene. Yep. But when they go for the drive by, and Seagal just has the drop on him, is ready and throws it in R, and then they're chasing him, shooting an absurd amount of bullets, bullets without hitting anything into their neighborhood without hitting anything. They, after five minutes, they break his car window. Yep. with the bullets. Yep, it took that a while. That was one of the. It took a while. One of the worst car chases I've ever seen. Yeah, that it is was so boring. It was so boring. If the French Connection and the Bourne series fucked, and then and had a uh, a special needs baby, <laughs> that would be it. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> 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 We're cutting that out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. It's cool. At least you said it right. Hey, just oh, for that, listeners, go donate like a dollar to some special needs charity. <laughs> Do it. Choose the charity of, of your It'll choice. It'll make you feel good. Then tell me about it. Uh, and say this is because Mr. Smitty said something Whoa, terrible in a podcast. No, yeah. Whatever your reasons are, do Smitty, it. Smitty, whatever, s- whatever you said, and let's not repeat it, but <laughs> it was way better than everything that Seagal did in this movie. Yeah, I would agree. And you are on the moral high ground, especially when standing next to Steven Seagal. Yeah, I mean, wow. Also, Eddie Griffin, after Isaiah fucks that up, why do you leave him on the job? That's my question. I think he was family. No point. Eddie Griffin no point is kind yet. of a, is the high, uh, uh, the highest drug lord in this crew. He's working with Shaw in the police. Oh, the East Side Gangsters. Yeah, the East Side Gangsters. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> See, I think so once you screw up that drive by, doesn't he have other guys? Like, send all your guys at this time. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. all his guys are they're they're all just they're all incompetent. Basically. Another overcooked egg of Seagal movies is Seagal. Dealing with the dudes on the street and the higher ups not really listening when they say this guy's really good. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah well. they like don't believe him. It's like, what am I paying you for? Get back out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a baseball manager from 1918. <laughs> yeah, that's what they sound like, man. So I'm just doing mm. my impression. <laughs> but then at the end, they're going, "Ballister, you son of a bitch, Ballister. you ruined me." I thought uh, the detective's death was very anticlimactic. Yeah, and Eddie Griffin couldn't really get what's coming to him. I feel like because it would have been too uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. Eddie Griffin didn't want to die or wanted to be. Yeah. I guess Eddie I, Griffin uh, wasn't that. He did kill people. He did arrange for. Yeah, he did. I mean, he yeah. killed He killed people, but they. it was one of those things like w- we were talking about earlier that the editing was so weird and fucked up that you actually never saw them right. die. It was just like you saw him firing a gun and then like it would cut to the person, but it would be like when their body was already falling to the mm. ground. It wouldn't right. be like anywhere of like. You seen the gunshot actually hit yep. hit them? Like it's just, it, it was well, very strange. I guess it's, it was it's very strange. So Gall admits that he himself is a bad guy, and so at the end he he had said, "I don't care. I just want to get the guy who kills my son." Oh yeah. And then he says to Eddie Griffin, "I have really no beef with you," but he doesn't get the guy who killed his son, and he also gets himself entangled in this plot completely unnecessarily. So I don't. I, so Gall's basic motivations in this movie are highly dubious. Well, thinking about that, how would you? Let's uh let's let's spice it, it up. Let's yeah. spice it up. I feel like we need to travel somewhere oh. nice right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're let's do go it? there. All right. You got your bags packed? Yeah. You got your lays? You always. You bring in your magnums? <laughs> it's time to go the island <laughs> to the island. Island of alternate endings. Of alternate endings. Oh brother. <laughs> welcome, welcome to now, the island. Now we're as bad as the goal. Um, How would you end the story, brother? I have a couple different alternate endings. Here is here is one Lay that one I would on throw. Me, boy. So Seagal's trying to find the killer of his son. Yeah. 
we, we really get no resolution in that sense. Okay, sure. so I would set up the whole Wait, movie Bobby, as it is. he does kill... Uh, does he kill Isaiah? That's well, the guy no. who killed his son, right? No, no I no, thought no. Isaiah said that it was the... Oh, no, it was... It was it the cop. It was the cop, it. that's right, that's right. It was the cop, yeah. Oh, we were yeah. led to think it was like... That was the only mystery of the whole fucking movie. Right, right. okay. Yes, we because Gary has that flashback yeah. where he says he saw the whole thing go down. Yeah. Why doesn't Isaiah... Why does Isaiah tell Gary to not say anything about it? Because, man... It's a real misdirect on the part of the movie that makes stitches, dude. No, st- okay, right, because it's just end a up in thing. ditches. Okay, and eventually get no bitches. So, <laughs> ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Write that no, down. I got it. So we think Detective Shaw is the killer, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, by the end, he, Detective Shaw dies. The whole, the movie ends. Cut back to the street scene with the homeless gentleman who Seagal helps out <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Usual suspect style. He starts to walk away from the club. He drops his cane. His limp straightens out. Like he begins it. walking like at a speed like incomprehensible to Steven Seagal himself. <laughs> and he gets in a white Lincoln or whatever the fuck the assassin car was. Yeah, oh, okay. And it's, oh, it was that guy the whole time. That's pretty good. Throws on a pair of shades at night, says, I, I could get, get used, used to, to this. this. I like pretty it. Good. I like the it. island. That's pretty what do you good, got brother. That's pretty good. Um. Uh, I'm looking at no. I'm looking at my notes. Sorry, I got distracted by the, our Jamaican friend over here. Sorry, <laughs> brother. I be distracting sometimes. Yeah, dude, you need to calm down. I love right. that guy. Um. Yeah, he's distracting me a little bit. So, oh yeah, here we go. So my alternate ending was so. It was right after Simon and, and Trejo become P Bear and the Brown Man. Mm-hmm. They're both bad men with good intentions, and they take a shot of tequila. And right after that. Uh, they cl- cut to a clip of the main, what's his fucking name? The cop Shaw? Yeah, Shaw, yeah. Detective Shaw. They cut to Detective Shaw, right? And he's in the car and they like show him like, oh, and they, he's in the car and they show him like watching Simon. Right, yep. My, my alternate ending would be while he's watching them, they show Simon Ballister just smash the window of the car with Danny Trejo, mm-hmm. baseball bat in hand. They're both drunk on tequila. They beat the shit out of Shaw and then take their entire army of gangs to the entire, what is it, the East Side? East Side yep. gangsters. Exactly. Steven Seagal in tow, just totally just fucking drunk out of their mind. And just like wreak havoc on them and just wipe their entire gang out. I think out. they should have a party because really the gangs weren't the problem in this. It was the the police. I I say I like I love That's this idea. Point, yeah? They go down to uh, they go down to the East Side gangsters. Yeah. Okay. The wipe East Side them players. Out. They join up with those guys and then wipe out. They the do cops. a Rocky and Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. Bro grab. They all yeah. And then they go to the, the police Ohio station. Players. That would be pretty. Great. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And they're all doing tequila shots. Like, Danny Trejo's handing out tequila while they're walking. Yeah, they're drinking tequila. Danny Trejo is cheersing with uh, Eddie Griffin. Anybody who's not doing tequila is getting shot unceremoniously (laughs) from their party. Or next step. (laughs) So that uh, would be my alternate ending, was that Steven Seagal, in a tequila fit, just, like, joins up with these guys and just shoots a bunch of people. And then NWA, fuck the police, hits it up. Or uh, (laughs) Ice-T with a body count cop killer. Brother, that's some dog shit, brother. (laughs) God. Yeah, man, that's the whole point. It's alternate <laughs> endings, dude. That's why we're on your island. That Jamaican guy needs to get out of here before you get in trouble. Oh, why, Brian? Why? Smitty, give me something. <laughs> Screwface, man. Give me something. Okay, so let me drink you know the coconut juice of your mind. Do you guys remember when they um, 
basically um, Simon kind of, or no, 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 it was before that. When um, it was the East Side Gangsters and Shaw, they mm-hmm. have that uh, Coke deal that they kind of hijack. Yeah. With the and scorpion they, cocaine. Right, the scorpion cocaine, and they get the money in both. Here I am. So my, you guys have scorpion cocaine. My bring it. <laughs> island of alternate endings uh-huh. is during that scene. Yeah. Seagal actually takes action instead of just waiting and watching around and waiting them do whatever they're doing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He takes action and ends up, you know, finally killing Shaw, getting everyone, lets um, Eddie Griffin, a, a, a.k.a. Armand, go. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he just, you know, since the scene is happening at night, you know, it, it, it leads into the early morning. We see the sun start to rise. Mm-hmm. And um, Seagal walks off into the sunrise. Nice. And it would save me fucking 45 goddamn minutes. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> your, your alternate endings are often They're always like to like speed up. Uh, heavy uh, edits. <laughs> yes. They include uh, serious cuts. This isn't even a good episode of a TV show to be the amount of stuff. This is the, the oh, worst episode of Law and Order or something like yeah. that. Um, apparently, director Don E. Fontelroy agreed to direct the film under the terms that Steven Seagal would stay on set until he was told he could leave. Really? Because this was his fifth time working with Seagal, and he must have known that. I don't think it worked. I don't. I think Seagal was must have been leaving set. I don't think they got anything of what they wanted with Seagal. Probably because uh, right off the bat, you could tell like from the beginning he was not he was not giving any ounce of effort whatsoever in this. He, he was packed it in. Nah. Packed it in from the start. I also thought that guy in the white suit... Oh, that's actually a really funny moment when Eddie Griffin... So at the very end, there, Eddie Griffin sets up a deal with this other drug lord to buy the cocaine um, that they steal from another another drug lord. It's so convoluted. But the dude walks in and sees Shaw and says, hey, what's, what's, with, what's, the wi- with, the white what's with the white boy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, Eddie Griffin yeah. says, affirmative action. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was... I thought that was the, I, li- I chuckled once in the movie, and I think yeah. that was it. <laughs> and that was it. I think it might be time to do a little voting for. Oh, you want to vote? Where we want to go doing? next? Oh, hold on. I have one other, d- one other, oh. just very quick alternate ending. Okay. Uh, Seagal goes back to the basketball courts and challenges everybody to a game of basketball. And they oh, and high five and drink that's a beer. so good. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see yeah. that. I want to see that movie. And he wins. No, he wins twenty-one to nothing against every. I want to <laughs> see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the movie. White boys can't jump. It's just like. Him walking into the sunset with a yeah. basketball. It could be called Above <laughs> the Rim slash Law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. The yeah. air above the rim slash law. I would love to see some between the leg 360 windmill dunks <laughs> from at a distance <laughs> of man wearing black. Yeah. And then just a shot of Seagal wincing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just tight <laughs> like shot of his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. <laughs> so... We have <coughs> an yeah, interesting way to do this. You know, via our listeners, for the last seven weeks, we've been just kind of picking the movies. I've been sort of telling us what's happening next. But tonight, I was in a dilemma. <coughs> I, I have two movies in front of me here that I, I need my co-host to Our fate is in on. our own hands for the first time. <sighs> All right. And not because we haven't liked your choices, Flav. Let our me be clear choices. about that. Our choices are one. Oh, it's been painful. We can do maximum conviction. Oh, that sounds pretty good. This is 2012. Here's okay. the description. When former black ops operative Cross and yep. his partner Manning, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <gasps> oh. are assigned to decommission an old prison 
They must oversee the arrival of two mysterious female prisoners. Before long, an elite force of mercenaries assault the prison. And as the true identities of the woman are revealed, Cross realizes he's caught in the middle of something far bigger. 98 minutes. This is 2012. Okay. Oh, that's option awesome. option number one. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone option Cold. number two. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. With a minute difference in runtime, this is going to be <laughs> Force of Execution. Okay. 2013 Steven Seagal okay. oh, with his co-hosts Ving Rhames and Danny Trejo. Oh, no oh. shit. <laughs> Force of Execution is a story about a crime lord torn between his legacy and his desire to get out of the life of crime that has built his empire. When a new player to the scene tries, his, tries to use the town's anti-hero network to climb to power. The only friend the crime lord has is his assassin protege who has troubles of his own. An epic battle of underbosses and crime lords in which only one will come out alive. Not one of those guys that's the protege, right? They're, they're all 60-year-old men. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure <laughs> who's who not. in this, yeah. to be honest. Um, <laughs> I ho- I'd be great if Seagal was playing a 19-year-old yeah. in that movie. <laughs> I just know that Ving Rhames is known as the Iceman and Danny Trejo's name is Oso. We love Ving Rhames. But, so we got Maximum Conviction where you're invading a prison with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you got force of execution where somebody's a crime boss and somebody's a protege and somebody is somebody. All right, Smitty, listeners, maximum my, conviction. My personal vote. Force of execution. Let's do it on three, two. I'm going to three, two, one, then we all have to say it. Okay. Ready? So, again, it's maximum conviction, force of execution. Right? Yep. <laughs> maximum conviction okay. is with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Force of execution is with Danny Trejo and Finger Ames. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Maximum, maximum conviction. conviction. Uh, totally. We all say it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maximum <laughs> conviction. All right, all right yeah, folks. You all know right, what guys. To go watch now. Good luck. We're going luck. to 2012. God bless. Stone Cold oh. Steve Austin. It's rated 4.9 on IMDb. Oh, man. This was a five, wasn't it? Somewhere in the five. This was five. <laughs> oh, God. Again, boys. if you're what listening, we, ourselves into? <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much. We're very appreciative. Hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Seriously Seagal. Um, Thank Let you for sharing the burden. Thank of you this for job sharing this burden. If you watch this movie, we are truly sorry. And Steven Seagal, if you're out there, we have some questions for you, my man. Come on, our, come on our podcast. We love, love to you too. Have you. We, we love still you. love you. We, we still love Seagal, right? We do. Of course. Yeah. How could you not love Seagal? With, for me, what's really interesting is the mystery is deepening as to who Steven Seagal is, and I am <laughs> fascinated more and more by it. Yeah, He's a fascinating guy. Uh, so this has been P Bear Flavor and Smitty. And this is Seriously Cigar. It's about money. $200 million. Secret financial information. So what's your story? I'm a courier for a non-US intelligence agency. 4,000 ways to get killed down there. Watch your ass. Thanks for trying to cheer me up. The transfer unit is here. Copy. All right, look, man. Nobody moves. Wait till I get there. There's only transfer papers for two prisoners. Problem? I heard you're supposed to move all six. Do not release the prisoners. You're going to have to talk to the warden. Police do not know about this place. Where the fuck are they? Bradley, we got active hostels up in here. 
on me. You have got to ramp it up and get it done. It's that noise? It's inside the crusher. Get out! Team one, sweep sector seven, kill everyone. Move! Open all the doors in G-Block. I'll kill them before they kill you. Where are they, goddammit? Locked in! It's a target of extraction. I got you outmanned and outgunned two to one. It ain't the amount. It's the skill. What are you gonna do? Yet. I'm having a blast. <laughs> no pain, no gain. <laughs> 